Hey, Northeast Pennsylvania, it's Rob O'Donnell here on WILK News Radio, 103.1 FM, 910, 980, 1300 AM, or anywhere on that Odyssey app. You can also catch us anywhere you get your favorite podcast. It is 309 here in the station in Pittston. Uh, the Dow is down. and it's 69 degrees and sunny outside. Another beautiful day in Northeast Pennsylvania. Another beautiful day to be alive. Another beautiful day to be an American. The Rob O'Donnell Show is brought to you by Road Scholar Transport. You have unique shipping needs, and Road Scholar has unique shipping solution. Dry van, temperature controlled, and high security are just a few. Visit roadscholar.com, and I appreciate them. For the sponsorship of the Rob O'Donnell Show. So how is everyone doing on this Thursday, September 21st, 2023? The week is almost done. Weekend's almost here. Hopefully the the weather holds out for us a little bit. Let me see. Uh, maybe some scattered showers on Saturday. Maybe some scattered showers on Sunday. Scattered showers mean it's uh, mostly not raining. Depends where you are, I guess. And that's pretty much what life is. You can call or text the show at 570-883-0098. Got a bunch to talk, a lot of things happening, a lot of changes in uh, illegal migration here in uh, America, especially in our larger cities. We're going to talk about that a little later. A lot of things going on. I I spoke to some friends of mine, journalists and Border Patrol that were down dealing with this firsthand to give me some updates. A lot of things going on here in Pennsylvania. Um... But this has been a proud week in, in the O'Donnell household, especially for the O'Donnell girls, my daughters. And, uh, you know, I know I talk about my son and his flying the jets, but that does not diminish uh, how proud I am about my daughters as well and talk about them. And, and, and you know, I, I know I get pushback, you know, when I talk about my family or I talk about myself and such like that. But uh, we, we should. We should promote our children. We should uh, push them to strive to be the best they can and, and try and raise them the best we can. And like I said, being a parent is like nailing jello to a tree. It's not, it's not easy whatsoever. And, uh, you know, a lot of what we see on social media, including myself, is the highlights, is the best of. And that's what, what people try and live up to. And a lot of time that's wrong. Because, uh, again, it is just the highlights. Life is about ups and downs. But like I said yesterday, it'll be okay. And this week has been one of those okay weeks, better than okay weeks. You know, my daughter is in her final year of nursing school out in a Pennsylvania state school. And uh, called us yesterday to say, uh, you know, she's putting her resume out. She's doing interviews. She's getting ready for that, uh, that next step when she graduates. And um, she's got it. And it's, I couldn't be prouder. She has picked where she's going to work. She's going to be working in Western PA as a nurse. And it's just incredible. You know, we knew it would always be, always be a good in-demand um, market for our nurses. Our nurses do so much for our communities everywhere, from our school nurses to our community nurses to our hospitals to our ERs to our psychiatric facilities to our drug rehabilitation to everywhere. They are there. They are the first line. Um, before the doctor even gets in the room or touches you, there's a nurse there doing some things to help you, to treat you, to get you into your comfort zone so you can uh, start fixing whatever you're there for to, to, uh, that ails you. 
But uh, it was great news for her with that. And like we, we said, with the demand for nurses, that wage is skyrocketing. It's increasing. Starting job right out of college, six figures, you cannot beat that. That's not including bonuses. It's not including all the benefits and everything else that's involved with that. So I couldn't be happier for her as she continues down that road of service. And that's what I've shown my family through example, and my wife has shown them through example. And it looks like they have taken that lead as well. And I, I couldn't be happier that she's chosen to do that. And, uh, you know, it's, it's interesting because I have two kids who are active duty military, and my middle daughter is in, in finishing up her nursing school, has already got her career set up, it appears, you know, signed her contract. And, uh, you know, she's a type 1 diabetic since kindergarten, could not serve in the military, and, and even if she chose not to do that, that's fine. I mean, and it was fine. Obviously, it wasn't an option, and it doesn't mean it's two different paths of service, the same service as I see it as. And a lot of people see it as that. And it's interesting, when she goes to football games with us down in Annapolis, when uh, friends or, or other people connected to the military down there hear she's in nursing school or she's going to be a nurse, they immediately applaud her. They immediately say thank you. They immediately uh, are in awe about that profession as well. So uh, they're, they're equal in my eyes. They're equal in a lot of eyes. And any, any profession of service, be it anywhere, if you are serving others, you are doing great work. And you are to be commended for that. And I applaud that because in this day and age, it takes a lot to put others first. And it doesn't mean that you don't deserve compensation for that. It doesn't mean that you don't deserve to move and flourish doing that. But it's great when you can do both at the same time. And we have that there as well. And if you follow me on social media, you kind of know where I'm going next with this. Because this just happened this morning. I got a call at... 7 o'clock this morning from my daughter at the Naval Academy. And uh, it was a surprise to her. We talked about it when the incident happened over the summer where she ended up saving a gentleman out of the Severn River that was uh, drowning, severely uh, injured, and pulled him out. But uh, this morning, she was awarded uh, the Navy and Marine Corps Achievement Medal. They call it the NAM, N-A-M. And uh, less than 0.1% of all Naval Academy, Naval Academy midshipmen, that's 4,200 of them, have ever been awarded that medal. No, the medal reads, Department of the Navy, this is to certify... The Secretary of the Navy has awarded the Navy and Marine Corps Achievement Medal to Midshipman Second Class Madison O'Donnell, United States Navy, for professional achievement in the superior performance of her duties as Midshipman, United States Naval Academy, during June 2023. While driving near Santee Basin Dock, hearing cries for help, Midshipman O'Donnell halted her vehicle to locate the source of a distressed man who appeared to be drowning. She quickly ran towards the dock to render aid, noticing that he was severely lacerated and unable to pull himself to safety. She immediately pulled him out of the basin, administered first aid treatment, and drove him home to his family, ultimately saving his life. Midshipman O'Donnell's exceptional professionalism, unrelenting perseverance, and dedication to duty reflected credit upon her 
and were in keeping with the highest traditions of the United States Naval Service. J.P. McDonough III, Colonel, United States Marine Corps, Commandant of Midshipmen for the Secretary of the Navy. It was a nice surprise that these things are recognized. She was uh, given a verbal at a girl when the brigade reformed for this semester class, but uh, you know we figured that was going to be it, and that was fine. When she was interviewed by her chain of command, her response to them was, all I did is what any other midshipman would have did at that position in that place, in that time. There are young men and women out there. I see them every week when I'm down at the Naval Academy. I'm going to be down there not this week, but next weekend again when Navy takes on the University of South Florida. So uh, there's tons of them out there. I know we don't highlight them. We don't see them. And again, this is personal to me, but there are hundreds, thousands of actions like this all over the place. It doesn't have to necessarily be military-related. There are good young adults out there that strive to serve this nation in other ways, being good citizens, being good students, stopping bullying in our schools. They're all around us, and we need to start highlighting those young adults. We need to start, forget about these TikTok nonsense, I'm going to twerk here and dance here, or I'm going to wear this revealing gown or, or dress here, or I'm going to do this silly thing that risks my safety and other people's safety. It's just every day that uh, that um, they do the right thing. They choose to do the right thing, and we need to focus on that. And again, in our schools, I hear about it all the time, that individual who says, hey, stop bullying. Don't talk to that person like that. The people down the street, good Samaritans who come. I mean, we have good Samaritan laws in most states, but here in Pennsylvania, just for that reason, because there are people that, are, that do those types of things, that just stop to help because it's the right thing to do. And um, we need to focus on that more. We need to focus on the good rather than the negative, what draws us apart. Everything in the mainstream media is what draws us apart, where we're, our differences are. So we need to do a little better on focusing on uh, the good things. And again, I wanted to get that out of the way early. It was a proud moment for, for us as a family. And I know I get pushback for talking about my family. I got a text messages already. Jake, I told you, got the text messages already. Cartoon characters have come out of the woodwork. Yeah, cartoon characters are here. So, uh, and it's fine. If you don't like to hear what I have to talk about, there's a station dial right in front of you. So It's like Larry the Cable Guy once said, there's this thing called knobs. There's plenty of stations for plenty of people. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no doubt. And it's, it's funny. And uh, if you have a story about someone, feel free. Text it in or call it. I love to say about it. I love to focus on the good deeds that people do day in and day out. And again, good deeds are the kids in our schools here all around us that stop bullying, who don't go with the crowd when something's wrong. The uh, 
the single mom who works two jobs to uh, to make ends meet, the dad who works two and three jobs to feed, to to make sure his family has everything they need, that the kids go to sports and stuff like that. It's all around us. And we truly need to focus on it now. But one of the reasons I focus on something like this is we hear time and time again how our military's faltering, how look at the path that they're going down. In the upper echelons of our military, politics are politics. We, we know this. We see that. So that doesn't resonate down as a whole. And we talk about, you know, how law enforcement gets a bad rap because of these handful incidents, bad incidents that do happen. No profession is perfect. But the overwhelming majority is great community service policing that goes on. Our educators, same thing. You know, there's, we're, we're going to talk about uh, in Rob's rundown, uh, you know, a trial for the former Crestwood band director. You know, there, there are bad apples out there. It doesn't label the entire profession as a whole. And that goes for everywhere. So let's start focusing on the good. And uh, that's my message for today. It's uh, 322 here at WILK. We'll be back with the Rob O'Donnell Show in a minute. Welcome back to the Rob O'Donnell Show on WILK News Radio. Joe from Berwick and Kevin, I'm going to get to you in just a minute. Because it's time for Rob's Rundown on this Thursday, September 21st, 2023. There are stories that are happening in our atmosphere that uh, probably won't get into in depth today, but they're happening around us, so we should be aware of them. A German man avoids jail for draining his late aunt's bank accounts. Judge felt it was better that he was out free to work and continue restitution rather than be in jail and not be able to make those accounts whole again. I, I kind of get that. Lackawanna Prison Board talks expiring medical contracts. From the numbers I saw, the facilitator for that contract has not been living up to the contract and... Serious questions are there that they sh should they still be the ones that are doing it. South side gunshot complaint stemmed from fireworks. Appears that there was uh, allegedly no gunshot to begin with. A Green Ridge man arrested for drug charges after a raid. Scranton firefighters train at Naog Park, always keeping their skills sharp just in case you need them. And that's the way they roll. Rite Aid in West, West Pittston to close. I believe if you have any prescriptions or anything from there, that uh, the local CVS there will be handling them. The PA Senate wants an earlier presidential primary. Is that what the people want, or is that just what the Pennsylvania Senate wants? And uh, witnesses testify in a former Crestwood band director's case. Some of the testimony has been extremely troubling, but he is innocent until proven guilty. But the witnesses uh, are telling their story, and that's always a good thing. And that's it for Rob's Rundown on this Thursday, September 21st, 2023. Let's go to the phones uh, real quick now. We have uh, Joe from Perwick on Best Pizza, pizza Places. Joe. Well, uh, you know, first of all, I went on your social media Joe, you're really muffled, and I'm not, I'm not really getting you through, so I don't think the, that the, oh, the air is getting you either. Oh, okay. Well, hold on. Let me, uh, 
Let me try this. I'll roll this window up and see if this helps at all. So anyway, I, I did say how, you know, having gone on your social media page, you've got two very beautiful daughters and a lot to be proud of. Uh, the, the other thing was, Rob, you know, I went to steer you wrong when I heard you talking about Italian food. Well, here's what I want to put in your mind here. Go to the Hazleton area and, and drive around a place called Jetto and, and a place called Stockton. And there's also an Eckley Miners Village. And, and the thing, interesting thing about these areas is you're basically going to see these areas that were all former patch towns. And having grown up there and, and gone back there numerous times, uh, these places have not changed since Richard Nixon was off was in office. So you're, you're basically seeing these patch towns like they were handed off to the children of miners. They're, they're very, very unique and, and, and nice areas to visit to see. And the actually miners' villages specifically, uh, you know, uh, around keeping a, a whole miner, uh, the thing about the miners alive and honoring their memory. Now, when you get there to Hazleton, there's two places to go. Uh, one, it, one is called the Alta. It's in the high terrace section of Hazleton. And that place was started by a man and his mother who came here from Sicily. So even if they're not the big people running it right now, the recipes are from them and, and the food is fantastic. And then if you go to 15th Street, there's a little uh, place called the Cheese Store. It's an Italian specialty shop. And right across the street from there, I, I apologize, the name just slipped my mind, but right across the street from there is another Italian restaurant that you, when you walk in, it, you're not going to believe it because, again, one of those places that, you know, hasn't changed since about 1972. But the good thing about that is neither has their food, and they serve the old-style Italian food. And I think if you go to any one of those places, you're not going to regret it. As a matter of fact, at the Alta, the names on the doors for the restrooms are Umo and Donye, if you know what that is. All right. Well, it's something I'll look into. I appreciate you, Cole, Joe. Okay. Yep. thank you, Rob. Thank you. Uh, Kevin, I'm going to get to you as soon as we get back, but it's 3.31, and it's time for the news with Paul Michaels. Jake, are you trying to rile me up now? Come on now. Maybe, maybe not. <laughs> maybe, maybe not. Uh, society where not enough people have ever been punched in the face. That's just uh, where we're at, I guess. <laughs> it's 3.36 here on WILK News Radio, 69 degrees and sunny outside. Let's go to the phones now. We have uh, Kevin from Wilkesbury on bullying. Kevin. How you doing, Rob? How are you? Uh, all right, enjoying the sunny weather for the last few days of uh, summer or whatever whatever season it is. That's a good thing. But, uh, yeah, it is. I think also also an unsung good thing is bullying, at least in my experience and experiences of a few men and a few women that are around my age. I'm I'm 35, but I think social pressure and the social norms that are enforced, at least back in the 90s or when I went to school, were a positive. And for an example, would be I was poor. I kind of grew up, uh, not disadvantaged, but just, I don't know, neglected maybe my clothing or appearance. 
And I would realize, hey, I'm not getting any dates. I'm not getting any, you know, any action or anything. So I realized, well, I got to make money. So I made money by washing dishes. And I would ride my bike to a Perkins, and I would wash dishes for, you know, paycheck. And I was 16, 17 at the time. And I would make money. And then, you know, I had a girlfriend. And then, you know, long story short, now I'm a happy married uh, father with uh, children. And I think just a kind of a tidbit of a little teasing or, or – uh, I don't know, not really bullying, but I guess you could say it was. But I think it kind of could put people on the right track. And no, you I, can look at, I get exactly other, what you're saying, yeah. I mean, obviously to a severe extent, you know, physically or, or you know, things that like a, a numerable, innumerable characteristics that people can't change. Yeah, that's not cool because you really can't fix your, you know, your race or your height or things like that. But being bullied to the extent of like, hey, you're fat, Let's you got to lose weight. You know, there's tons of professional athletes that could testify and say, yes, I was bullied because I was fat. And now they're, you know, Mr. Olympia or they were a professional football player or, you know, Hulk Hogan was bullied and he's, you know, everybody knows him. So, like, examples like that, I think to a degree, boys especially need some type of social norms enforced on them. And if you don't have that, it's kind of just whatever says goes. And if you put teachers in positions that they're going to dictate these norms to the children and from what we see by some teachers – some of these teachers aren't fit to be in these positions. Now, of course, I'm not casting a broad paintbrush, but you said about the, the band director in, in Crestwood. And there was also, uh, I don't remember the man's name, but I could Google it or anybody could. But in Pittston area, he was either an assistant band director or substitute or something like that. And there's been a, Kevin, situation. there's been about a half a dozen band directors in northeast Pennsylvania that's been arrested in the past eight years that I know of. So I, I get what yeah. you're saying. Yeah, so again, I'm not saying every band director is out to get kids, but I mean, you know, if 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 it's a repeating pattern, people have to look at it impartially and say, yeah, maybe there's an issue where the, the teachers are being put in this position and they're doing things to kids that aren't the best. So, I mean, if you have a teacher that may be a little bit tougher on kids or a little bit more strict, I think it could turn out well, whereas the opposite is, you know, the teachers are only in these in these positions so they can get their, their rocks off. And then now here we go. we got to deal with the repercussions. No, I, I get what you're always. saying. When it, There's a fine line between bullying and, and learning your pecking order. And I think that's a little bit of what you're saying here. And like I said before you even came on, you know, not enough people have been punched in the face as kids. And they don't know what it feels like. And they run their mouths and they they, they – you know, when, when we were kids, I get that, you know, you learned your place and, you know, maybe you got punched in the face and, it, and it, that's what it took for you to learn your place. And a lot of people don't do that now. A lot of people don't know what that feeling is. And, but there's a difference between, you know, picking on someone that's weaker or just finding your place in, in, in society. And a lot of people might say, well, that's just wrong in this day and age and not, but no, it, like you said, there's plenty of athletes out there that that said I didn't like being picked on because they said I was fat or I was this or I was that. There's a lot of people, you know, that that bettered themselves because of those things. You know, I, I grew up poor. I, I did, yeah, and and you know, it strived for me that I didn't want to live like that. Yeah, absolutely. So I mean, thankfully, I'm I'm you know living in the United States. I I also felt that I I benefited greatly, so I have kind of a debt to repay. So I was in the military for uh, eight years, and I'm I'm glad for the experience. But now as an outside observer, yeah, I do realize that there is issues fundamentally wrong with the, the military. Number one, they're changing all these names of these bases of actual, you know, number one, the men that they're named after were veterans, period, because most of them served in the Mexican-American War, and they were veterans. So when people look at it and say, well, we should change it because they fought for the Confederacy, well, they were veterans first. So, I mean, that's something that they have to deal with. But 
Well, I, I've talked on that too, especially you know with these these buildings, both at West Point and Naval Academy and bases everywhere, Fort Bragg and, and things like that, where they're looking to change these names. Where I think a better avenue to go is put a plaque there that says, "Okay." I mean, you can't erase history. We, we learned from that. Hundreds of thousands of Americans died fighting that war. And, and that's part of history, and it's part of what, how we learned for today. We became a more perfect union. To put a plaque there and say, okay, this person fought for the Confederacy. He was, you know, 100,000, over 100,000 Americans died righting that wrong. And, and we move forward. Make it a learning experience. Don't just try to make believe it never happened, because that's how things repeat themselves. Yes, absolutely. And also— you know, for these veterans, for Civil War veterans at the time, for them to shake hands, you know, there's tons of pictures and video evidence of this happening. For, for them to mend each other's, uh, you know, aggression, who are we to say in the 21st century that, well, no, they were wrong and um, we're going to just rename everything? I mean, there's no living Civil War veterans to this to this uh, day, obviously. So, yep. you know, who are we to, to uh, erase everything? Well, Kevin, I appreciate your service, and thanks for checking in today. You brought up some really good points. Thank you, Rob. I'll see you. Thank you. And it's right, but there is a point where bullying becomes cruel, but there is something to say about learning your pecking order, and that doesn't need to be cruel. That just needs to be, you know, a fact. You know, there there are certain pecking orders, and we have people now, I get text messages from them all the day, cowards who are keyboard warriors who are tough guys or tough girls that think they're, they could say whatever they want, where if they were here in person or in front of me, they wouldn't say anything to the fact. Um, and that goes for not just me, that goes for everywhere. We see it all the time where where these people who have no business running their mouth run their mouth. It's uh, fourth. 343 here at WILK. We'll be back with the Rob O'Donnell Show in just a minute. Welcome back to the Rob O'Donnell Show on WILK News Radio. It is uh, 347 here at the station, 69 degrees and sunny. Philadelphia men accused of running a retail theft ring in six counties. Two Philadelphia men are accused of running. Uh, theft ring that targeted Home Depot and Lowe's stores in six counties that resulted in losses of more than $200,000 for the retail stores. Kong Nam Lee, 33, and Kong Lee, 31, were arraigned before District Court Judge Edward Levine of Lansdale on charges of corruption organizations, conspiracy, retail theft, dealing in proceeds of unlawful activities, organized retail theft, theft by deception, receiving stolen property, and related charges. Maybe we should start throwing this book at uh, everyone who does these smash and grabs or stuff. Not that this is smash and grabs, but it's the same thing. They're still stealing, you know, hundreds if not thousands of dollars of, uh, of merchandise and making it unsafe for people to, uh, to shop. This is in connection with alleged incidents that occurred between June 2022 and June 2023 in Montgomery, Bucks, Philadelphia, Delaware, Luzerne, and Berks counties. The brothers were released on 75,000 unsecured bail, of course they were, to await, to await preliminary hearings on charges October 13th before District Court Judge Paul Leo. As a condition of bail, the men are prohibited from trespassing on Lowe's and Home Depot's properties. Now, who's going to enforce that? How are they going to enforce that? Unless Lowe's and Home Depot put them in their facial recognition software that they may or may not have. But that's the only way it's going to be enforced. 
The arrests were announced Wednesday by Montgomery County District Attorney Kevin R. Steele and Upper Moreland Township Police Chief Andrew Block. These two defendants were operating a high-volume organized retail theft ring that caused the targeted business to suffer significant losses, both through the thefts themselves and through the loss of customers who bought stolen merchandise from the defendants online marketplaces. Steele said on Wednesday, we're focused on the uh, on organized retail theft ring as those criminal activities are significant loss for any businesses to withstand on an ongoing basis. No kidding. And there are businesses across our nation that are continuing with the ongoing basis thefts. The investigation began in November, was conducted by the Montgomery County Detective Bureau's Major Crimes Unit and the Upper Moreland Police Department. The investigation includes the use of physical surveillance, fixed surveillance, search warrants, and undercover buys from sto- of stolen items. According to the court documents, uh, and, and again, these weren't smash and grabs. I'm going to go into exactly what they were doing so you could be aware of these things as well. According to the court documents, a review of loss prevention records from Home Depot and Lowe's found the Lee brothers were running an organized retail theft ring targeting the retailers. Detectives allege the retail theft scheme involved purchasing products, in most cases online, then applying a higher-priced UPC code to the box and returning the item to the store to obtain a higher amount as a refund. Numerous other products were purchased and returned without a high-value battery or charger or were otherwise altered before being returned. Stolen items such as high-priced batteries and chargers were then sold by the Lees and their alleged co-conspirators on the Facebook marketplace for cash. The total loss of the retail stores was more than $200,000. Furthermore, the organization perpetuated its criminal activity by conducting financial transactions involving credit card refunds, which represent proceeds from fraudulent returns. These credit cards were then utilized to acquire additional merchandise, further furthering the unlawful cycle of fraudulent returns. The organization not only profited from this recurrent fraud, but also leveraged online marketplaces to sell merchandise not included in the fraudulent returns, thereby expanding their illicit games. So it looks like they were stealing things like, you know, battery-powered drills, battery-powered tools, taking the battery and charger out, returning it, and saying, hey, there's no charger or battery in here, going to six different counties to do it, and then selling the charger and batteries on the marketplace, changing UPC codes where they say they bought it for $99, they'd get a UPC code for $179, and whoever's working customer service that day, you know, they just scan the box and that's that. Hopefully retailers learn from this and, you know, check these incidents more. But again, something in the end here hurts us because what they also go into here is customers like you or I would go into the store and then buy because they would just restock these things. They don't open the box and check them which I guess they should. So you're buying a battery, a drill now without a charger and battery in it. You bring it back, and now you look like the bad guy, especially after a ring like this that stole over $200,000. So they're looking at you or I saying, oh, uh, with, with, with a suspicious eye saying, oh, okay, are you doing this too? And again, this hurts everybody. Every customer that goes in the store, if you happen to get one of these items, it's on you. Now you look suspicious.
And now you have to answer for their illegal doings. So great job from the prosecutor, the DA's office, and the local police. And hopefully the, they pay the price. And hopefully retailers learn from this and uh, start cracking down on it more and more. Because a lot of these retail theft rings are going unscathed. We see videos of it every day from all around the country. And it's, it's really a matter of time before we need to, to crack down on it and really... Say enough's enough, because like I said, you know, your mom, your dad, us, me, you, your kid, you know, 20-something-year-old goes out and buys one of these things, gets home, buys a drill, gets home and says, oh, there's no battery in it. Oh, there's no charger in it. Brings it back. And who's to say that some overzealous customer service person says, well, this person's trying to scam us. And now you have to go through this whole thing proving, hey. I, I bought this from here. Are they going to go back two or three sales to see if there was any suspicious activity there? It's a real threat to the consumer, to us, when something like this happens, especially when uh, the retailers start to crack down on it and say enough's enough. Innocent people are going to get caught up in that, and we can't allow that to, uh, to happen. So good job. Hopefully more law enforcement and district attorneys around the country start taking this more seriously because it is organized threat, theft. It is organized crime. It's uh, 3.55 here on WILK. Time for the Bloomberg Money Minute. Welcome back to the Rob O'Donnell Show on WILK News Radio. It is 3.58, 71 degrees and sunny outside. Um, well, Rupert Murdoch is stepping down as uh, Fox and News Corp chairman. So Fox and the News Corporation chairman sending shockwaves through media and politics. I don't think it's sending shockwaves. The powerful right-wing media mogul who built and oversaw one of the world's most influential news empires announced Thursday that he will step down as chairman of his companies, Fox Corporation and News Corporation. For my entire personal life, I've been engaged daily with the news and ideas, and that will not change. Murdoch, 92, wrote in a memo to employees. Well, he's 92. You got to expect him. And his kids are involved. Um, Fox News is going in a different direction. Some people are happy with it. Some people aren't. We'll see where it goes. But like I said, Latchlin Murdoch, his son, is stepping in his place. So is there really a big change? Who knows? We'll see what happens. I know they've uh, changed a lot of things, and uh, the ratings are showing it. Uh, the Dow is down, the Standard Poor 500 is down, and the NASDAQ is down. But everything's great. Best ever. It's 4 o'clock here on WILK News Radio. We'll be back with the Rob O'Donnell Show in a minute.